Here we go. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. On Rock Radio UK, the Blues Channel, you are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I've got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Rick Berthold. He's got a brand new release out. We'll be listening to tracks from that. And, of course, we'll be talking with Rick at the top of the hour. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new, original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, and so much more. In the meantime, I have got some great new music I know you're going to love. And some great new artists I can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, I aim to misbehave.
a vote, but he won the race. Got the whole town on the take. They're in his pocket, they're on his side. Everybody gets a piece of the pie. Follow the money.
The moment you realize, how could there possibly be this many blues?
longer have to hear the blues in a smoke-filled nightclub on the edge of town. It's a pleasant environment, but uh, but in the 21st century, uh, you know, you don't even have to leave the couch. Just turn on the TV, in commercials, or as theme songs, you will see and hear the blues are everywhere. I'm Elwood. What can I say now, babe? I made a big mistake. I'm filled with red and hearted. Every breath I take. Oh, baby. Yeah. It's a cold, cold night. Uh, let me in. Everything gonna be all
fit for a city to live in. Try New Orleans.
train in my head As I reached above the train in front of me Laying in my land The smell of your cigarettes Would never leave We said the distance Would never be the end Believe I got one last stop to Boston I hope I find you there Finish here. I check my ticket, but no luggage. My heart is all you find. One last stop to Boston. Still time to change. My
gonna rock this shit. Gonna scream my name. Make you shout now, honey. Gonna make you shout. Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the indie revolution. And now, here is an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Rick Berthold. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs. Got a black magic woman. I got a black magic woman. Yes, got a black magic woman. Got me so blind I can't sleep. Trying to make a devil out of me well, Turn your back on me, baby Turn your back on me, baby Yes, I'll turn your back on me, baby Stop messing around with your tricks Don't turn your back on me, baby I just might pick up my magic stick Baby, you got your spell on me, baby. Yeah, 
guess I got to shake myself You need some love, you must have the blues It ain't one thing a good man can do He do the shake The rattlesnake shake from his brand new release and we got rick on the line right now hey rick how you doing i'm doing great how are you doing richard i'm doing pretty well you know i'm hanging in there now uh awesome. you've been on the show before it was quite some time ago but we always like to give our fans an opportunity to really get to know an artist and the best way to do that is through your journey how you got to where you are today so give us the story of Rick Brathod. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was young when my uncle started playing really great music for me. I was 13, 14 years old. Even though I was a troubled child, I'd be grounded and stuff, and I wouldn't be able to leave the house, but my parents would let me go visit my uncle. And when I was over there, he was playing me all kinds of this great music. 
he's I think he's seven years older than I was. And, uh, you know, the music consisted of Rory Gallagher, the Allman Brothers, Eric Clapton, B.B. Uh, King, um, the Jay Giles Band. He took me to my first concert was the Jay Giles Band. And, and you would never notice by what I do, but Jay Giles Band and Peter Wolf are a huge influence on also the way I write and the way I, my music comes out. Um, anyway, but, but anyway, he would play these great records. Fleetwood Mac was one of the huge ones, always Fleetwood Mac records on. And what happened really is I heard the guitar the song Oh Well was really what did it for me. That guitar riff just floored me. Um, I really just loved the sound of the old Fleetwood Mac stuff, let alone I also I loved the Allman Brothers and Eric Clapton. Um, then, uh, you know, I, I kind of have the best of all three worlds, let's say. I'm talking about Chicago blues, Texas blues, and West Coast blues. Um, I've lived in all of those areas, and this all took place when I was a young teenager in the Midwest. And uh, we lived just east of Chicago and Rockford, just east of Rockford, and uh, the Quad Cities is what it was called, right on the Mississippi River. And there was just so much good music there it's it's a part of everybody's lives back there in the Midwest. And then at some point, uh, my parents divorced, and I ended up in Houston, Texas for a number of years. And that's where I got that Texas blues influence. And fast forward up to 10 years, up again, up until about 10 years ago, I lived in Los Angeles for 22 years, and I did shows with the great James Harmon and Rod Piazza and that West coast sound, you know, got into me. And, and the last 10 years I've been living in Las Vegas, Nevada. And that really that's about what happened there. I was fortunate enough when I lived in Houston, that ZZ top, they rehearsed about a mile and a half from where I lived off the six, the 1960 freeway. I wouldn't call it a freeway. I guess it was a, um, a farm road, 1960. It was west of Houston, between Houston and Katy, Texas. And there was a place called Wolf Corner. And they used to shoot and kill wolves, and they'd hang them on the fence. And ZZ Top used to rehearse there. And so... That whole style of music really influenced my playing and what I am today. Okay. Now, um, you know, every musician has that crossroad moment where they had to make that decision between becoming a musician and becoming an accountant, whatever that may be. 
What was that crossroad moment for you where you knew music was something that you wanted to pursue as a career? Well, uh, I went through a tool and die apprenticeship and in the Midwest, and I had always known that I was going to play music professionally. Um, I think the crossroads for me is when I toured Europe for the first time in 1998, I think it was. I, I did three or four festivals over there, um, open for Anna Popovic. Um, I, you know, played numerous shows over there, and I just knew that I can do this. Um, I was fortunate enough to, you know, here in Las Vegas, I was the um, opening act for seven years at Boulder Station for all the touring bands. And that's, uh, you know, all that experience has helped me throughout the years. But uh, to answer your question, it was, I knew I could do this in the late 90s, even though I, my first record came out in 89. Uh, I still was playing locally, um, doing some touring, uh, living in Colorado at that point. And, uh, you know, do, I opened, that's the first time I opened for John Mayall was in Colorado. And, and I knew that I could do this. But when I went to Europe and did the festivals in Europe, I knew that I could turn on a crowd. Okay. Now, let's talk about this new release. Now, this is kind of departure from your normal releases. You um, normally, you know, do original material, but this is a tribute to Peter Green, and in particular, Peter Green's work with early Fleetwood when they were a blues band. Tell me a little bit about that thought process behind choosing that particular era and this particular artist to cover? Well, it goes back to my uncle playing the Fleetwood Mac records for me, but um, all when I first started playing guitar, I had uh, the, the Chicago Sessions record, and I wore that thing out. I think I went through three copies. It was a double record, and I would just sit there and play along with the record, and and I was able to somewhat mimic Peter Green's sound and phrasing. Uh, I always loved his voice. Uh, he has this vibrato that is just BB King's. At, at one point, that he had the most beautiful vibrato, um, uh, and. It was kind of a natural thing for me. Yes, I have other influences, obviously, too. I mean, Albert Collins was a huge influence. He, he was a friend of mine. But but to do this record, I had recorded eight records previous to this, all original music. I've, I've written over 100 songs. And lately I've been writing for friends of mine and in mind, you know, writing a song and and letting it, uh, you know, say, you know, this would be good for these guys. This would be good for this band, you know. And and um, but uh, you know, I've recorded about over. I think it's sixty-four of my own original tunes off of my eight 
previous CDs. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and record a bunch of great Peter Green songs. Uh, and the Fleetwood Mac. Uh, look, we all loved the 70s Fleetwood Mac rumors. And, and Lindsey Buckingham's awesome guitar player, uh, Bob Welch, he was another great guitar player in Fleetwood Mac before Lindsey. I loved all that Fleetwood Mac stuff, but really the stuff that hit hit me the hardest was the early stuff with Peter Green. Um, and you can't leave out, you know, Danny Kerwin and and uh, Jeremy Spencer. And, and the baddest rhythm section of them all was Mick Fleetwood and John McVie. And, and uh, it was just a deep groove and a pocket that they had that it seemed like everybody in the seventies wanted to sound like Fleetwood Mac. So, so I thought, you know what, after I recorded the peripheral vision CD, which was my eighth CD. And by the way, that CD was uh, number one in France for four months in a row. And I'm very proud of that CD also. And that's all original songs on that record. And, um, but this, this thing, I thought it was time to just pay tribute to one of my biggest influences. I, I just, his songs to this day can give me chills and goosebumps. Uh, I, I, it's, it, I don't know how to even just talking about it right now. Uh, you know, I have a feeling of, just uh, well i have passion obviously when i speak about peter green but some of the songs like jumping at shadows and and uh, i mean all we all know the classic songs uh, the big hit songs black magic woman and rattlesnake shake and albatross all those are great songs and we recorded those songs on this particular record but the deep cuts uh, you know Oh well, uh, need uh, need your love so bad, drifting. Talk about badass guitar. Uh, Peter's playing on the song "Drifting." That song took me months and months to learn how to play that song. Uh, um, same way with "Oh well." You know, I had been playing "Oh well" for a number of years, but never playing it correctly. And when I knew that I was going to record this record, I needed to play it note for note, the main riffs for sure. And then I even learned uh, Danny Kerwin's part, note for note. But, um, you know, those compositions just hit home so much that I felt it was time to pay tribute to one of my biggest influences. Okay. Now, um, you had mentioned about how you had written over a hundred songs and, you know, most, you know, all of your prior CDs were all original material. Let's talk a little bit about you as a songwriter. Um, when you sit down to begin that process, what is your mechanism that allows you to tap into the muse? That's a tough one because it varies. Um, I've written songs driving in my car. Um, I've written songs, uh, or I've written lyrics driving in my car. I've 
you know, I obviously I have to sit down with the guitar to figure out the arrangement and the chord progressions and things like that. But, and I've written different riffs and chord progressions, just messing around and, and just playing late at night in the middle of the night. But ultimately when it comes down to it, I have to be moved, uh, whether it's, um, everyday life, the, the issues of everyday life, um, problems, worries, um, anything that catastrophes, um, family losses, um, you know, various things project feelings that I somehow translate to guitar and I try to turn things into songs. And I do have a little... I lately, you know, since the iPhone came out, I I'll hit record and if I have an idea or I hear, you know, a little phrase in my head or something or if I hear a word, um I I think, you know, that'll be that'll be a cool song and and then I'll start that way sometimes where I I'll take a phrase that I you know, said off the cuff in a conversation with somebody, and I, I would think, you know, that'd be a great song. So um, then I would take my iPhone out and I'll say note to self, and I'll just, uh, uh, you know, just repeat that phrase, and then I'll go back when it comes time and I get the inspiration. I go ahead and put all this stuff together, and if I've been working on a guitar part or a or a let's say a a riff or a phrase or a melody i'll think you know what this little these couple of sentences will work with this melody and chord progression and i'll put things together and then there's times where i'm just playing by myself there's times when i'm playing with the band live on stage in front of a bunch of people and i just say hey Let's play a shuffle in the key of G. And we play a shuffle, and the next thing you know, I'm creating melody, and I, I'll step up to the microphone, and I'll sing something on the spot. I, it may not stay that way when we record it, but it's ideas come and go constantly, and I try to just, you know, document those as well as I can, whether uh, writing them down, memory, using the iPhone uh, just to save ideas. That's how I put things together. Okay. Now, um, you know, a lot of songwriters, you know, they, um, you know, lyrics is one thing, but melody is another. And, and a lot of songwriters can find their melodies either through working through a groove or, chord structure what what is kind of your go-to when you look for melodic ideas well it's saxophone players um i have my favorite saxophone players i also have you know piano players that i listen to i i went through the stage where i only listened to guitarists for many many years and i still have some favorite guitarists that I go to for melody, um, and mostly jazz guys. 
I like Mike Stern as a jazz player. I like uh, uh, John Schofield. Uh, I, I, I'm leaving many influences out, but, but those people play melodic. Yes, they can burn on a solo and they can, uh, you know, create and improvise. And, and that's where I, what I like about jazz. But I'm far from a jazz musician. I'm a blues rock guitar player, but I do listen to jazz. I listen to saxophone players for melody. I listen to piano players for melody. Um, I, you can't go wrong with listening to Booker T. I mean, that guy, I, for Hammond organ player, I mean, he's, he's one of the greatest. I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have on my last CD, speaking of great Hammond organ players, the great Billy Truitt. And we all know Billy. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that you've talked with Billy before. Oh, yeah. He has a new record. And, and, uh, and we play shows together. We play big shows here in Las Vegas together, and he's on my last two records. And th- that guy, is uh, uh, he's a musical genius. Uh, the guy, uh, when he plays, it's, not, it's always melodic. But yet, when he needs to, you know, rip a solo or something, he can do that also. But he's yet a great songwriter. I, I don't, I don't think he even knows such uh, what an influence he is on me. I on the Peripheral Vision CD, which was the one that was number one for four months in France. That was my number eight CD. His son played drums on that record, and his son. Justin Truitt is a multi-instrumentalist. He teaches music at school, and the guy is a musician, not a drummer. And and uh, I don't know what, it, it must be Billy's genes, but uh, that's uh, Billy's genes uh, that created uh, Justin. But, but the bottom line, I look for melody from a lot of jazz music. Um, I don't hear a lot of melody like I want to hear in pop music nowadays. I don't hear a lot of melody in rock music. And by the way, I love rock guitar players, and I love the classic bands. Uh, but I'm a blues player, and and I use the jazz players for melody when i that's where i i hear something and i'm the next thing you know i can't get it out of my head for four or five days and then i'll take you know a phrase or uh, or um, uh, some type of vocals that i saved and i'll try to fit that in and then i'll come up with a chord progression but that's about where i come from searching for melody okay now, um, a lot of songwriters have embraced the technology today as tools in their toolkit, whether it's their cell phone or they have a home recording setup. What are some of the tools that you have found to be indispensable to you as a writer? Well, I don't know if I don't have a home studio, and um, my tools 
really i i prefer just to go into a real studio because that you're there to work if i had a home studio i think i'd become i wouldn't write as much and i'd become an engineer and and get into all the gear too much and when i should be spending time writing um uh, you know, there's a bunch of great tools out there to capture music. Um, I just, my main tools are my 1956 Les Paul, uh, uh, my all my vintage guitars. Uh, I have a, a Martin acoustic guitar I love. I have a Larrabee guitar that I love. And, and I don't know if that's the, the question that you're, uh, you want to the answer you want to hear um, for tools, but those are my tools for capturing my ideas. Um, I should have a home studio, but I can just push the button on my iPhone and and play something real quick with my with my acoustic guitar, and then review it later. And then when it comes time, when I know I'm going to record a record, I go into a real studio. And um, I, yeah, I, in the day in Colorado, I had a four-track recorder, and I messed around with that, made demos and stuff. A lot of that is wasted time for me anyway. I, I like to have an idea, flush it out, and then go in and record it live. As, that's what I try to do when I create um and you know i mean there's uh, lots of people have other tools that they use but i basically use my guitars and uh, to document any of my music that is channels okay now you know uh one of the biggest things i think uh songwriters trip up on is that moment where you have to stop the writing process um, a lot of song you can write a song to death uh, how do you determine when a song is ready to kind of move it to that next phase of production what what do you do before you give it to the band or or the producer that you know that it's ready to go to that stage what I um, I don't really have a co-writer. I've written a couple of songs over the years with people, um, but I end up putting everything together. I end up uh, just saying, "Hey guys, we're going to record. Let's go. You know, rehearse once or twice." I don't. I'm not a believer in over rehearsing. I don't. Uh, you know overriding stuff you it's not brain surgery surgery i mean really the best songs are written quick yes you can document ideas i've got ideas that i have on my cell phone from two years ago that i haven't used yet i will use them but you know i put that stuff together um i sit down by myself with a guitar I start playing. If I think it's band-worthy, I rehearse with the guys once or twice. I don't... I like stuff live. I want a live sound. All my... Rec even... I have a live CD that we did in San Francisco, by the way, um, but 
but all my CDs are basically recorded live in the studio. We do some overdubs here and there, add guitar parts. On this last record, um, the Peter Green record, you know, the early Fleetwood Mac, they had three guitar players, and I played all three guitar parts on most of these songs. I also have some guests on some of these songs, um, and... Uh, you know, uh, that was another thing that appealed to me about the early Fleetwood Mac, since I'm a guitar player, is that they had three guitar players at one point. Um, but I, uh, I'm a fan of not overriding, not spending too much time. Um, it's the same way with mixing a song. You know, you, you m spend hours mixing a song, and then you listen to it, and you go, you know what, I think that the drums aren't quite loud enough. And then you've got this preconceived thing in your head, and you go back in the studio, and then you raise the level of some of the drums, and then you listen to it for another day or so, and then you realize the drums are too loud, and you go back and forth. It's a it's a cat-and-mouse game, and, and then the song starts can, can not sound live or not spontaneous, and it it's... Um, I I think that when you spend too much time on something, you can beat it to death. Okay. Now, uh, tell me about the lineup on this. Who's playing? Well, I've got the best of Las Vegas on this record. Um, obviously, uh, on this record, uh, I've got Ronnie Mack. Um, he played bass and sang on a couple of songs. Brett Barnes is the pocket master on drums, percussion, and he played vibes on on uh, albatross. And once again, he's a musician. He's not just a drummer. You know, he plays other instruments. And nothing taking away from people that just play drums, but the guy knows melody. He played a brilliant solo on... Uh, on albatross on the vibes and everything he plays percussion wise it seems like it's melodic because he tunes his drums correctly um so it was it's ronnie mack brett barnes is a rhythm section and i play mostly trio um around town and stuff and then i've got billy truitt who's played on my last two records he's on Hammond organ and piano and then I was fortunate enough to have a legendary man play on track number one he sang and played piano on track number one the great junior Brantley from uh, the Jimmy Vaughn band he played with the fabulous Thunderbirds and to be quite honest with you he's got the best vocal track on this Peter Green record, and he sang the song, If You Be My Baby. Um, the guy is a legend. And and then I've got a couple other legends in my uh, opinion here. Um, Tony Curtis, we've all heard that name. I mean, the guy is a badass guitar player, but the thing with Stoney now is, he played on track number eight on track number eight. I actually have four guitar players because we kind of, that's one of the songs off this record that we actually took a little bit farther than, 
the Fleetwood Mac and Peter Green thing. We kind of turned it into an Albert Collins shuffle. And um, so I got uh, Tony Curtis on guitar, Chris Tofield on guitar, legendary player, probably the best blues guitar player in Las Vegas, Chris Tofield. And then another legend, Mr. Mike Varney, Sharpnell Records. Um, he had uh, wrote an article and he had a spotlight every month in Guitar Player Magazine. It's very, I feel very fortunate that I got these great guitar players to play on my record. And the great John Zito um, from Count 7-7 Band, John Zito, in my opinion, opinion is uh, one of the most underrated guitar players in Las Vegas. He played slide guitar on Albatross. Um, another man that played guitar on this particular record, I've got uh, five friends of mine. They only played on three tracks. I play guitar on all the other tracks, but I've also got Jason Walker and he is a real badass guitar player, and he's a artist that can play anything. He's a walking encyclopedia of just classic rock songs. Um, it, the guy is amazing vocalist. He plays a, a guitar solo on uh, "Loved Another Woman" track uh, number ten, and uh, I'm just fortunate to have this lineup. So once again, it's Ronnie Mack on bass guitar, Brett Barnes on drums, percussion, vibes, uh, Billy Truitt, Junior Brantley, Tony Curtis on guitar, Chris Tofield on guitar, Mike Varney on guitar, John Zito on guitar, and Jason Walker on guitar. And um, these guys are all friends of mine. They're real musicians. I love them to death, and I'm very proud and honored that they would be a, even considered being a part of this project. Um, so those are the players that are on this particular record. But, but there, once again, there's three songs that I have guest players on. The rest of the record is all me on guitar. Um, but, um, but man, these guys just kicked ass. And, and every time I play with these guys, it's a guitar lesson. I mean, these guys are just incredible performers. But the thing I like about all the musicians that are on this record is they know how to play in the moment. There's no perceived BS like, hey, man, um, I'd like to squeeze or, or crowbar this into the song. They play in the moment. And... Um, it's just amazing, these guys that are on this record. Cool. Now, um, once you get this done, of course, you got to get it out to radio and PR and press. And uh, and you're working with Frank Rozak at Frank Rozak Promotions. Tell me a little bit about that relationship. How did that begin? Well, I've had... I met Frank years and years ago, and I've numerous friends of mine. I mean, the guy's a, a legend in the music business, and he's won awards for keeping the blues alive. That's a no-brainer to just work with Frank. Um, I'm honored that he's willing to work with me. I mean, 
I'm in awe of Frank. Uh, he is a, a pure businessman, professional. Um, he gets the job done. Uh, you can't go wrong with Frank Rozak. Um, I, I have nothing but good things to say about him. Um, and talk about intelligent, but yet down to earth and real. That's Frank. Okay. Now, um, let's talk about the music industry. Um, you know, the, the music industry has tra- changed dramatically over the last 25 years, uh, mainly because of the digital revolution. And then COVID hit, and then all hell broke loose. I mean, we all got, um, you know, kind of shut down uh, because there was no place to play, no touring. And as we're ramping back up, you know, every musician is finding their own challenges. You know, you happen to be lucky in that you're in a tourist area where, you know, at least the gigs will show up in that in your local area. But what is your biggest challenge that you're seeing so far uh, in the current you know, climate of the music industry for you as an independent artist? Well, the music business in general is a, is a challenge and you just love it and you just do it and you just make it happen and you do what you need to do to promote and work. Um, yes, I am very fortunate that I'm in Las Vegas. Um, I still... I was playing 14 to 16 shows a month. I used to play every Monday night at the House of Blues. That's over. Now they only have live music on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday. Um, venues have changed. They've, they've figured out that, um, you know what, we don't have to have live music seven nights a week because on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we didn't really make any money anyway, so you know. Um, also, one of the one of the biggest things that I missed was um, I for seven years I was the opening act for every blues artist that came through Las Vegas at Boulder Station Casino, Stations Casino, and that was twice a month. So there's right there my every Monday and my two Thursdays a month are gone. And you know what? I don't know if they're going to come back. I keep hearing that Boulder Station's coming back. Um, so in the meantime, what I have done to kind of keep my mind positive is uh, I've learned uh, a little bit about some social media stuff. I'm no genius at it. In fact, I'm still, I learn every day. I, I've done a couple of videos. There's a new video um, for this new record that's out on uh, this Peter Green record, and we released it on uh, right before Halloween, and it's, and it's a really, I'm very proud of this video. Uh, I edited it, the whole thing, and put it together as uh, for Black Magic Woman, which was appropriate for Halloween, and it's had a bunch of views, and, and we've got, four more videos for this Peter Green CD that are in the making. We shot two weeks ago 
uh, live in the studio for the next video that will be released is Oh Well. And uh, we're also going to do a video for Albatross and Jumping at Shadows. And people have requested for me to do a video for uh, uh, Need Your Love So Bad, which happens to be probably my best vocal track I've ever recorded. Um, I'm very proud of that song. I was afraid to sing that song, but but anyway, um, I am using social media as well as I can. I have a lot to learn. I've got a lot to learn about YouTube. I do have my own channel, and I do have some videos up there, and that's one way of, you know, getting the word out there. Uh, I have, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and I'm, every day I try to do something to promote myself. I'm very fortunate that I've got two agents that I've been working with. One of the agents I've been working with for 30 years, he still keeps me working, and I've been fortunate enough to uh, be working at one of the big uh, Indian casinos uh, in California, Yamaba um, Casino, and it, it's the old San Miguel, and and uh, that keeps me working. Um, but in the meantime, what I try to do is just do all the, the new stuff, which I'm old school. You know that. I'm 60 years old now, and, uh, and I, uh, I didn't know anything about Instagram. I didn't know anything about YouTube, but nowadays every artist is forced to learn how to promote themselves. You know, I have a lot of really, really great musician friends, and I would say that 90% of the musician friends I have are way more talented than I am. They don't work because they don't, they're not businessmen and they don't promote themselves and they, they refuse to learn anything about social media. And I get it. Social media, some will say that it's kind of taken over and changed the world for the worst. And at times, I don't like what's going on on social media, but it's something that we need to, as an artist, to help get the word out there that we're just out here playing and doing what we love. Yeah. And uh, that's all all we uh, are doing. Yeah, and I so. agree. Well, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, we're going to give everyone out there an Indie Blues double shot from your new release. You guys are going to love this. You know what? Turn it up loud.
crying by myself My baby gone and left me Crying by myself I loved another woman I lost my best gal She was a real good woman Didn't do me no harm She was a real good woman Wouldn't do me no harm But I loved another woman Now she's up and gone
tell you what I do Give you so much loving You just got to love it too If you be my baby If you'd be my baby Now if you'd be my baby I know I could make you satisfied Now listen to me baby What I'm talking about Now you got something, woman, make a young man jump and shout. Now, if you my baby, yes, if you be my baby, if you be my baby, I know I could make you.
gonna rock the shade Gonna scream my name Make you shout now, honey Gonna make you whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
When the music hits you right It makes you dance through the night While you're walking down the street And a groove hits your feet When you're with me On the floor well, It feels so good, baby
Ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down There ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down When I hear that trumpet sound Gonna rise up out the ground There ain't no grave Gonna hold my body down a prison as cruel as a grave shame is a robber and he's come to take my name love is my redeemer oh lift me from the ground love is a power where my freedom song is found Ain't no grave Hold this body down There ain't no grave Gonna hold this body down When I hear that trumpet sound I'm gonna rise up out the ground There ain't no grave Gonna hold this body down was a battle was a war between death and life there on the tree the lamb of god was crucified he went on down to hell took back every key he rose up as a lion and he set all captives free Ain't no grave Could hold his body down Ain't no grave Could hold his body down When he heard that trumpet sound He rose up out the ground Ain't no grave Ever hold his body down Ain't no grave Clear. The 
It's like the road gets narrow, then I seem to come to a dead end.
Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. like this.
Starve while he carves his ropes Gonna love the hell right out of you That's what I'm gonna do Now that old devil knew 
he was hit by a truck and you were lying out in that gutter dying and you had time to sing one song huh one song
that's it. That's my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on the show tonight. Add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadou. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Doctor, things left on with my friend. I gone, lost my dog, I'm alone. Just fought somebody. I mean, found it funny. I got knocked in the head, man, by old friends. I lie me and think I'm dead. Drink so long. Gonna drink for the old damn time. Gonna keep back and sit. Till I can handle it. See, bombs up to me, they drink for. Fill it up, more, 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 more. And bombs up, I ain't hit the floor. Fill it up, more, 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 more. And bombs up to me, they drink for. Fill it up, more, more. I'm